Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to talk about sleep apnea. And sleep apnea is a major problem. It's kind of the evil twin of snoring, even though it is not the evil twin of snoring because it's not a particular type of snoring. It just often comes along with snoring. And and what it actually is, is that we stop breathing during our sleep phase. So these events uh, occur on a regular basis uh, if you uh, are kind of facing sleep apnea. And uh, they can take from 10 seconds up to even several minutes, depending on your personal constitution. We won't die from that, at least not from, you know, not breathing. But what happens is that our brain at some point recognizes that our oxygen levels in the blood drop and kind of sets it, uh, sets us into a little uh, fight or flight mode thing. So we wake up, we <gasps> yasp for air. And then we continue sleeping. So that's basically what sleep apnea is. And because these breaks of waking up are so short, we don't even remember. So um, if you think that you would know that you wake up uh, 50 times a night because of sleep apnea, that's not the case. Uh, You would have to find out on other other way. And we're going to walk through how to kind of find out if we have sleep apnea or what we can do if we think that this could be the case. And just to let you know how big this problem is, I just recently finished reading a book from a guy called Dr. Strunz and he found a study that said that 13% of men and 6% of women in the US um, happen to have sleep apnea. In Europe, the, the numbers are slightly different. Uh, 7% of men and 2 to 5% of women uh, have sleep apnea. But, you know, it won't help to just get into the plane and fly to Europe to get rid of the sleep apnea, even though you're, you're always welcome to come, of course. So uh, there are things that we can do. That's the good news. And there are things that we really should do. Because the impact that sleep apnea has on our health is just tremendous. If we do not get the right duration of sleep or the right quality, and it's the quality side that's affected here, then we face a much higher risk of getting things like high blood pressure, uh, heart diseases of any kind, heart attacks, of course, going along with heart diseases, strokes, and things like diabetes. So this is definitely a thing we do not want to ignore if we think that we have that, we want to dig in, find out, because there are plenty of ways to get rid of sleep apnea again. And this is the the route that we should take. So the question that we want to answer first is, how do we find out if we have sleep apnea? The easiest straightforward way is if you're living together and sleeping together with a partner, to simply ask him or her, if she noticed uh, something like um, like uh, you stopping breathing at night. And I can tell you out of my own experience, I do this occasionally, uh, in particular when I lay on my back 
And um, my my wife just told me and said, see, when you're lying on your back, you know, these things happen. So uh, I usually lie on my side. So that's not a big problem for me. But it's kind of the first straightforward way. Just asking your partner, in particular, when you snore, if you snore, if you snore, just ask him if he or she noticed something. And usually uh, they get a little bit, you know, it's a little bit spooky if you stop breathing for more than 10 seconds. So they'll probably already have told you if that happens. Then there are other uh, ways to find out or indications, not to find out, but indications. So if you wake up and you have a headache uh, on a regular basis, that could be a sign. Um, also, if you face sleepiness over the day, uh, experience fatigue, maybe even uh, fall into micro-sleeps over the course of a day, even though you had a you know, considerable uh, good amount of sleep, somewhere between seven and nine hours, those could all be indications. And if you have these indications and you want to be sure if you have it or not, just go to your doctor. Uh, there are little tests that he can do with you and kind of even uh, you can do at home. And if he's not sure, he's going to send you to a sleep laboratory where they're going to hook you uh, up to all kinds of devices and they can tell you exactly what. So they're going to measure uh, how often you breathe and if you stop breathing, how your brain waves react, um, how often you move. Uh, they're going to do a full checkup and they can exactly tell you if you have sleep apnea or not. Fortunately, there are many things that we can do to take control and to get rid of sleep apnea if we've got it. So um, let's get a brief understanding of how sleep apnea works or why it's there. Basically, what usually happens when we fall asleep, as when we're awake, is that air flows down our windpipes into our lungs. So that's the usual flow of air. What happens if we have sleep apnea is that the tongue drops against our soft tissues and presses them to the back of our throat, blocking the airflow completely. As this is a mechanical process, the things that support sleep apnea are kind of in this mechanical range too. So if you have a mispositioned upper or lower jaw, if you have too weak muscles in your mouth, your soft tissues, uh, or two relaxed ones. Um, if you have a tongue enlargement or swollen ton tonsils, uh, basically anything that kind of narrows down the space if, that you if you've got in your throat, uh, bringing us to the number one reason, uh, which is actually fat. And from there, let's just jump into what we can actually do to get rid of sleep apnea, which is basically the main reason why we're doing this podcast and you're listening to this probably. Uh, so beginning at the fat part, if you are obese, if you have too many pounds on your hips, uh, take, take control of that. For most of us, it is possible to reduce weight. There are plenty of options out there, nutrition, diet plans that can help you to get rid of fat, um, probably far more easy than you think it uh, would be. Uh, often it's just a type of eating the right stuff, not even reducing what you eat, but don't eat the wrong stuff. Uh, so that's the number one reason. And if you belong into that category, uh, really consider of uh, taking action. 
The next thing is to not lie on your back when you're sleeping. So as I mentioned before, this is what happens to me. Actually, if you lie on your back, your uh, you know the likelihood of your tongue dropping down into your throat, uh, getting that that um, blocking that air pathway, is much higher. So if you sleep on your side or on your stomach, that's definitely going to help. The next thing we should avoid is to take substances to our bodies that relax our muscles. Uh, and what I'm actually talking about here is uh, mostly alcohol unfortunately. So if we drink alcohol, wine, beer, you name it, uh, or good old Jack Daniels, then what happens is that our muscles get relaxed, making it even easier for our tongue to drop down into our throat. So we want to avoid that, at least on a regular basis. We don't want to give up our lives here, you know, it's just about increasing our life quality and living as long as we, you know, kind of can then we can actually work on strengthening our muscles. So there are special throat and tongue exercises. I'll put a YouTube video into the show notes at sleeptrust.eu. So check it out. And it's kind of funny to watch. So the sex appeal is not the same as if you're doing some kind of push-ups or sitting on one of these um, machines. But they're uh, able to help you. So it's worth giving them a try. The next thing is um, uh, an oral appliance that can keep your tongue from dropping down or putting your jaw into a better position. So these were the tips that you can do on your own and that you should do on your own and test on your own if you think that you have sleep apnea. Uh, And the next two things you definitely want to see and show up at a doctor. So what you can uh, get as a next solution to get rid of sleep apnea, at least to uh, sleep through is to use a CPAP machine. And these machines basically push air in your throat uh, when you're sleeping. So you have to put on a mask and it kind of keeps a positive airway down your throat, um, keeping you breathing at night. So that's the thing, but you wanna, uh, as said, you wanna uh, consult a doctor before you use something like that. And the last thing that you can do, and you'll definitely need a doctor to do this, is to have a surgery. Um, The success rates weren't astonishingly high. They were around 50%, at least at the numbers I had a look at. So you really want to talk about this with a doctor of trust who knows who can perform these operations great and if this is a good fit for you. With that, let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. Sleep apnea is a big problem that affects 13% of men and 6% of women in the US alone. The impact that sleep apnea can have on our health is serious as it increases our likelihood to get things like a heart attack, a stroke, or diabetes. Luckily, there are many things that we can do on our own to tackle sleep apnea, such as reducing our body fat levels, sleeping in a sideward position, and avoiding alcohol. If that doesn't help you, there are also options you may talk with your doctor about as using a CPAP machine or even surgery. And that's it for this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you tune in next week when we're going to talk about Stop It, the five things to avoid if you want to have a good quality sleep. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week, and until then, have a good sleep.